Jen, are you a rule breaker or a rule follower? A little bit of both, I suppose. But it depends on what you're talking about. I want to talk about breaking the rules, when it's not only okay, but when you should. Yes, I think for creatives and entrepreneurs alike, there are times when breaking the rules has proved to be the right thing to do. And that's what we're talking about today. The Speakeasy Podcast. Honest conversations about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business? We probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. Before we get going, I want to talk about a sage brown derby. Oh, I love this drink. I love anything with sage in it. It's like a little lamby ear, isn't it? I just love it. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I think we should keep keep lamby ear. It's adorable. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this one's got our one of our favorites, Woodford Reserve Rye Whiskey, some pink or red grapefruit juice, doesn't matter, whatever you, you choose, lime, agave syrup, and some bitters, which really help that. Just a little bit on that drink is fantastic. And the prettiest little sage leaf. It's a beaut. Definitely take this one for a spin, you guys. If you passed by a shrub of sage, would you put your face in it? All the way. I would put my face in it and rub around back and forth and smell that thing like there's no tomorrow. That says a lot. (laughs) I think that just shows what a rule breaker you are. That's a good point. People wouldn't recommend that, would they? I don't think we care. Let me ask you this. Where do rules come from anyway? Why are there rules? Right? So, like, where do they come from? So people don't die. Yeah. So I think that those things are a baseline, right? You know, there's this purposeful caution that we could apply to life. Seatbelts and helmets come to sure. mind, for example. Don't run in the road. Yeah. It's a really good rule. Don't get hit by the car. So there's this purposeful caution that makes sense. But then I think there are other times where rules get applied because of desperation and fear, like in business or in like in schools, right? Yeah. Reactionary things. Yeah. Okay, we're never going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because blah, blah, blah didn't go well. Once. Once. Yeah, so we'll apply it across all 800 students or whatever. And before you know it, you have all of these rules that really don't apply to anyone, and you forget what they all are, so they're getting broken anyway, and you're just trapped in the rule labyrinth. Yeah, but I mean, there are the rules that are based on data, right? There are plenty of times, both in business but in life, where data gives us um, a good set of reasons why we should have a rule. And I think in relationships, for example, we're managing expectations, right, or promises that we have in a marriage or in a, you know, a, a partnership. You're, you operate with a set of rules mm-hmm. to manage the expectations on how it should go. And that's even why we have lawyers sometimes with contracts, right? You know, it's, it's a document that tells us what's going to happen if it goes wrong. So I think, I think there's – I'm not rule bashing. Right. Right. But on the flip side of that, there are rules – that aren't based on data or logic, and they might be based on one person's assumption or based on a rumor or an expectation that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And so you really need to take a moment to realize what, what rules are going to keep you alive and healthy right. and what rules might not apply. Yeah, absolutely. So in our last episode, we were talking about managing our reputation, right? And I think and one of the things that we talked about in that episode was see if what we want people to believe about us or say about us is aligned with our values. And I think that's part of rules, right? So we're not talking about being immoral here. We're talking about like one reason certainly would be besides staying alive and, and things like that. But like why else follow a rule is because a rule might be consistent with your values. Well, and a, parenting comes to mind. Parenting comes to mind. And a rule could help someone learn values when you think about parenting as well, right? Yeah, we, that's how over 
over years and, and much repetition. Sure. <laughs> That's how we're teaching our values is through a set of rules. And explaining why a rule exists. So children are the best at asking why. Curious employees are really great at asking why. And if you don't have a why that backs up that rule that is still sound today, you maybe want to question your rule. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think in business too, it you know, it's not to say that there are, there are rules even as entrepreneurs that, that make – that are good sound advice. So you make your budget and you either stick to it or you don't, but then you have to define or identify why. You know, I'm going to take advantage of an opportunity or I didn't account for something or uh, I have this burning desire to create something different, right? So, um, and then there are rules around intellectual property, yours and others. Right. You know, we don't steal music from people <laughs> to make our videos. You don't steal designs from people to sell to your clients. No, that would be bad. It's really bad. It's it, Yeah. So, so a lot of that, too, is about those rules is, well, there's a whole set of rules that sort of are for the public good and for the overall well-being of the community, right? Sure. Which is why you wouldn't steal a design or sound or video from someone. Mm-hmm. You would pay for that service. And a lot of rules are meant to keep keep the whole community safe. You know, this past winter, we all stayed home because the state of Michigan said, people, stay home. The reason that that rule existed was so we all didn't die on the highway. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to talk about vaccination? Oh, <laughs> let's, let's have that rule conversation. Talk about herd immunity, yes. literally. You know, so no, I think there's a million reasons why you would follow the rules. But I also think that there are reasons why you wouldn't follow the rules. Because I'm lazy? Well, I think that's the reason why some people might not follow the rules. I don't think that that's you, though. No, because I'm a rebel? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that maybe... So one of the reasons why I'm self-employed is because I don't agree with some rules to begin with, right? I don't think I would survive very long or have a successful career path if I had to follow what I would consider traditional corporate rules, right? So I just don't subscribe to those rules, so I don't have to play by that rule book. Right. Right. And that's when when that rule book has been made up by someone else, like in a corporate environment, that's a very prescribed rule book. Sometimes they're impossible to follow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just impossible for certain people to follow. And so if you look at a set of rules and think that's not really practical for me, OK, move on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when you're an entrepreneur, you know, we've talked before about entrepreneurial characteristics in the past. We, we talk about our risk tolerance and we talk about maybe that we want to make our own rules. And I think that's kind of where this falls in line and that sometimes you have to break a rule to even figure out whether you're going to succeed or, that's true. or fail sometimes. Or you're charting entirely new territory and there really isn't any rule, mm-hmm. rule for it. And so oftentimes breaking the rules or not following the rules leads to innovation. Yeah. It leads to new ideas or new processes, which could be really exciting. Yeah, I think I think on the biggest scale, not necessarily small business, but on the largest scales, think about those market disruptors. Those are not rule followers. We did not have smartphones but 10 years ago. We didn't have two-day shipping power to direct to your home to satisfy your immediate needs for something. You know, so those are all, whether we agree or disagree with them, those are all market disruptions that have been built on completely changing the rules for how an industry operates, which certainly is completely against the status quo. That's true. And for me, I think my number one 
why not to follow the rules or when not to follow the rules is when my gut feels really uncomfortable with a rule. And it deep down feels like the wrong thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think specifically as entrepreneurs or small business owners, you do have that very strong internal drive of what is right for you. And you should listen to that. Mm -hmm. Again, like we talked about in the last episode, don't be a dick. Have a clear moral compass and keep that pointed in the right direction. But as long as you're doing that, you can question any rule put before you. Yeah, absolutely. I think if I go back to an example that we just talked about, about, you know, surviving in a corporate environment who is rich with rules and procedures and, um, uh, you know, ladders and structure, <laughs> like you can't go to him until you go through her, you know, that type of procedure. I have um, I have somebody in my life, it's actually um, the spouse of one of my coworkers who has um, operated inside of a corporate structure for an incredibly long time. And to go back to what you said about when your gut is just doing, you know, you just know it's the wrong thing. Where she worked actually had a rule about not developing relationships inside of work. Can you imagine what that would do to our business no. <laughs> if we didn't have relationships? I mean, so much of our creativity, so much of the way that we solve problems together is because we care about one another. And this corporation actually had a rule that you can't develop a personal relationship with anyone, even if they're your equal. But you know that a rule like that probably came from some relationship that was inappropriate or something that went sideways. So then the corporation had to build a rule to protect themselves. And that's where you get in this crazy space. Well, and I think because they had to toe the line or create some sort of status quo, that rule is made out of fear. But that rule is repressing all of the good that can come. So it's repressing feeling supported as a growing leader. It's repressing having support when things are hard because, gosh, everybody's job is hard sometimes or all the time. You know, so, you know, when a rule actually prevents way more good than it prevents bad, I mean, push back. Yeah, push back on that. I don't know. I I agree with you, though, that when your gut tells you that the rule isn't right. And maybe part of that is... Finding the space that has the rules that are right for you. So a workspace that their their rule book feels like a rule book that fits with your personality or your style or your ethics. And, you know, Corporation A might have one rule where Corporation B has a different rule. Neither is necessarily right or wrong, mm-hmm. but which one's align with you and where will you be able to succeed? Right? Well, yeah, where will you flourish? That's true. Well, and I think of other situations, even outside of the corporate environment. Think of other small businesses. Think about service providers such as your physician. If your, vis- if your physician can see you as a human being and say to you something that goes against the rule book, but that is in your best interest and your your well-being, I mean, you would want your physician to be okay with breaking the rules every now and then, Right. If it's in your interest. If it's in your interest, absolutely. That brings me to the question of fear of repercussion, right? Yeah. So when does breaking the rules cause angst? Yeah. Well, I think that there's, I mean, even when we've broken rules as business owners, because we're moving in a different direction or we're trying to innovate or we're trying to give the space for our team to innovate, Mm -hmm. there's always a risk to that, right? So there's a bit of angst that can come from that. But when your gut is much louder than sometimes your internal dialogue in your brain, you almost have to listen. You know, it's harder to keep a lid on that, right? That's true. There's big rules and there's little rules. I think we were talking the other day about I made up a rule that no one under seven is allowed to have soda. So my kids 
never asked for soda pop because I had enacted a ridiculous rule, but it served their best interest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then they got old enough to question the rules. Mm-hmm. So I, so part of it is questioning the rule before you to see if it's the right the right rule or not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and or when you can turn your back on the rule. Like, okay, we're done with that rule because everybody in the house is over seven. Right. Make your choice. Good but by then they've not developed the taste for it maybe. And so it's not as... Um, you know, it's not as attractive, for example. I think both of us have admitted that we're both rule breakers and rule followers. And I feel like one of the things that I, one of my um, areas for improvement, certainly, is to really think about how consistent, I can get into a consistent pattern of following rules. For example, in the name of professional development, I will you know, devour books by other successful people and they, I will adopt them as my playbook. And it's like, so I have to, so then now I'm a rule follower, even though the, the rule book that I've read is somehow innovative. So I have to, when I get really comfortable, I remind myself that I have to question the reasons why I'm making those choices. So I can get very comfortable and, and feel very safe sometimes. So that's an area that I'm, you know, that I'd like to grow in. Though, there are so many areas of being an entrepreneur and a leader that aren't comfortable. Sometimes it's nice to have one. So maybe that's not all a bad thing. No, I think it's about cycles, right? It's about um, not resting on your laurels or just not getting too comfortable. Because when I'm comfortable, I play safe. When I'm not playing safe, I am energized, sometimes terrified, certainly inspired. So that's, I, I get very excited when I'm living in that space. Yeah. And being comfortable almost makes me uncomfortable. That's. I think that that's the heart of an entrepreneur right there. Yeah. I think that that's something about owning a business that you can't deny. Yeah. I find rules – I love rules in places where I don't want to put in effort or don't want to be the expert or know that there's a certain standard. So, for example, I will do what my accountant tells me to do. I'm not going to go breaking rules when it comes to – Finances. Yeah, or taxes. Right. I mean, I don't want to be a financial expert. I have people for that. And God forbid I decide to break those rules so that they lend a significant level of comfort. But when it comes to a solution for a client and trying to figure out how to innovatively market them or position them properly, what a great place to break rules, Mm -hmm. right? And be innovative and new and different. And so I guess I'm, I'm very much a rule breaker when it comes to the thing that we're good at mm-hmm. and very much a rule follower when it comes to the things that I don't understand or don't want to understand. Yeah, no, I think or disrupt. Why would you want to disrupt your financial situation? I would not want to disrupt my financial situation. I like my profit and loss sheet to look just right. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bit Goldilocks, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it great? <laughs> not too hard, not too soft, somewhere right in the somewhere middle. Just in the just sweet right. spot. Oh, I do love this. I do love this. I I agree with your thoughts on that moral compass. And I do. I agree. That's I think Goldilocks might be my sweet spot, too. (laughs) Just like, you know, I I actually think you summed it up quite nicely, that there's a time to break rules and challenge conventions and there's a time not to. And maybe it maybe that those times are measured by where you're an expert and where you're not an expert. And that's, that's a great place to start. It is. That's true. When we talk about where is the space to break rules as well, we are looking at it from a place of autonomy. We're both leaders. 
We are self-directed. We have the ability to make the rules. We have the ability to... um, Change the rules. Change the rules. And not everybody has that ability. I guess I would love to see how other people think about rules and when to break them and when not to. Because maybe Karen and I live in a unique kind of bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any absolute rules for yourself? Do I have any absolute rules for myself? Mm-hmm. What rule about you would you never break? At work, the thing I never want to break is following through for my staff and making sure that they have a safe place and the things that they need to succeed. And I would go to great lengths to adhere to that rule. That's a great one. How about you? I think for – I think – both personally and professionally, the foundation of all relationships is respect Mm -hmm. and meeting people for exactly where they are and respecting them for who they are. And and sometimes that means we keep or do not keep people in our lives. But I think the foundation always is to to, um, have that foundation of respect. But I also think that one of the ways that I try to operate is, again, personally and professionally is open-minded and open-hearted. I find that when I'm too busy to be present in that way, I miss stuff. I miss things professionally that would make a difference in a project, or I miss stuff with my kids that I could have devoured and could have been delicious. And so (laughs) those are my two absolutes, I think. One of mine, too, now that you've mentioned that, reminds me I had a business coach once who gave me a beautiful one, presume positive intentions. If you assume that everyone who's coming into your world is saying what they're saying with positive intentions and and honesty that solves all sorts of problems and it allows you to react from a space of kindness, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so I think that that's that's a rule to live by pretty much. And my other actually it's funny. For a very long time, I had a sticky note in my office, and people have seen this. It's all over the internet, of course. It's like, you never know what someone else is going through. Mm-hmm. You just don't. And so if you keep that thought in mind all the time, it really can help you react to people with kindness and patience. Yeah. And so I guess if you were to ask me in that regard, I'd call that a rule to live by personally as well. Yeah. We should start an Etsy shop and make signs. We could do that. <laughs> with it's an easy underground type. signs. <laughs> No, I don't mean I don't mean to tease. I mean I I I love everything you just said, and I think they're um, part of what makes you great. Oh, not as great as you, Karen. Oh goodness, stop it! Um, not or not as great as the Sage Brown Derby. Not as great as the, as the Sage Brown Derby. It's been beautiful. It's a great sipping drink, and it's just the right combination of slightly sweet things and slightly bitter things to be just delightful. And you know what's really funny is that I love grapefruit juice. I do too. And then I forget about it. And in the winter, when, um, you know, grapefruits come and they're just so juicy and delicious and I want to eat them all, I just forget how good grapefruit juice is sometimes. And it's a really good match with whiskey. So this is one for sure that everyone should check out. Absolutely. We really want to hear from people, Jen. Tell us where people can find us. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Easy Underground or on our website, thespeakeasypodcast.com. 
question. Do you ever feel pushed to the brink or overwhelmed and anxious as a business owner? (laughs) Yeah, all the time. I think as entrepreneurs, we're often operating at a very high level for extended periods of time. I think it's that constant engagement and input that taxes me the most. There's never downtime, mentally or physically. And then, as parents, we finish our workday to pick up our second or sometimes third gig. So how do we recover so that we can maintain our physical and mental well-being? That's what we're talking about next time. Join us. Cheers. Cheers.